we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jennifer Thomas and Jarrett McKenzie uh, answering your questions about uh, anything to do with finance. Uh, if you have questions, you can always reach us locally at 770-429-9166. Uh, you can talk to a human there. If you uh, have a, a question you'd just like to leave on our answering machine, a voice Mm -hmm. uh, a voice question, you can call 1-855-429-9166. And uh, I am told that we can play your own voice over the air and uh, answer your question right behind it. So if uh, you ever wanted your 15 seconds of fame, you give us a call and we'll <laughs> put you on the radio. 1-855-429-9166 is the number again. You can also email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. If you need to get in touch with us any other way, you can Google Hensler, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R, and you should be able to find Hensler Financial. Um, so uh, send us your questions. We'd love to answer them. We have a question here from Stephen McGinnis who writes, My mortgage is a 30-year fixed at 3.625. That's a pretty good rate. Uh, if I pay 500 extra per month, I could be done in 15 years. Should I do that or invest the extra in a Roth IRA. The mortgage amount is uh, $220,000. I have a 401k that I maxed out, but I'm still deciding if I should invest more into retirement or pay off the house quicker. Some of you CFPs, Jennifer, <laughs> Jared, how did you help him? Well, I mean, the, I think one of the biggest things you have to do is if you're looking at um, his mortgage rate is 3.625%, but that's not the effective rate that he pays because he gets a tax deduction right. on that. Um, so you're looking at, you know, that reduces that right. down. So maybe his effective rate, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. but let's rate, just right? for sake of argument say his, now his effective rate is 3. Okay. Okay, yeah. so he's he's got an effective rate of 3%. So the question becomes, does he think that he would earn more in the Roth than mm -hmm. 3%? Yeah, that's his hurdle rate, essentially. That's, you know, yeah, basically that's what it becomes. Yep. And, and I mean, and that's a simplistic way to look at it. Yeah. But we find this a lot with people. You know, I think um, there there's so much of the mentality that, you know, I, that they people do not want to have debt. They want to pay off all of their debt. Right. They want to... You know, when by the time they retire, they want to own their home outright. They don't mm. want to worry about that. Absolutely. And those can be great goals to have. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we never really recommend that you pay down extra on your mortgage. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're making sure that you have enough money to continue to pay those mortgage payments. Yep. And then it's not tied up in your house. And it's very difficult or can be more difficult mm -hmm. once you've retired and you're you no longer have an income coming in the door yep. to necessarily get money out of that fixed asset. Right. Yeah. You know, if you don't have because the banks, which right or wrong, don't look at what your investment totals are. Mm -hmm. They don't care necessarily how much money that you have. They care about how much income you have coming in the door. Sure. So if you don't have a pension and yeah. you're not necessarily, maybe you don't have as much in retirement accounts as you do in mm -hmm. non-retirement accounts. So you don't have a, like a mandatory withdrawal that you're receiving each right. year, then you, it may be more difficult for you to get money out of that 
Yeah. Well, Home. We, you know, and to your point, in, in retirement, which I know Stephen's not there yet, but right. when you, once you're there, that's when you need money the most, right? That's when you need that mm-hmm. income. And for it to be so difficult to get it out, either through doing a, a cash-out refinance or having to sell the home, that's something that can be very difficult. And so you, you're limiting yourself in sinking those dollars into a, a more illiquid asset than, say, for example, Coca-Cola or Procter & Gamble. There, right. there are markets for those companies if you own them through stocks. And, and so, you know, to Stephen, Stephen's question, I think that, Stephen, while that would not be a, a bad goal to have, I mean, certainly putting money into the houses is uh, a, a good goal. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. However, from a, a mathematical standpoint, from a total return standpoint, I think in the long run you would find that investing it into the Roth and potentially making those dollars tax-exempt while also having a tax-exempt return on those dollars and also giving you a way once you do reach retirement to have access to those dollars uh, without them being in your home or in a, a more illiquid, tangible asset like that, uh, you're going to find that you'll be better off in having that diversity in uh, the tax status of your dollars. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you want tax-deferred dollars like what's in your 401. You want taxable dollars like what might be in a brokerage, and you want tax-exempt money as well. But real estate is also an important part of the portfolio, and if you can have some of the Roth dollars, if you can have, you know, you're going to be building equity over this time in your home and keeping the asset classes and, and, and the tax status of your uh, of your assets diversified, just like you would want your investments, I think that'll be much more advantageous to you once you reach retirement than it would be for you to have one less payment in retirement through your mortgage. Because to Jennifer's point, you could easily set aside some dollars to ensure that there are, you know, there's money set aside for you to make those payments because you've got it in an account that's a little more liquid than your house. Well, unless they that he wants to retire at sixty and um, he, you know, can he takes that five hundred dollars a month and he puts it in a Roth IRA and he and it grows and it, you know, earns more than the. 3% hurdle rate that we're talking about. Right. Once he turns 60, if he wanted to retire at 60, he could pull the money out of the Roth mm-hmm. and pay off his mortgage yeah. right. and still have extra money left over. <laughs> that's, so, that's a good point. Yeah, and I mean, obviously everybody's situation is, is different. So uh-huh. this is not specific information. But Jennifer, to your point, 3%. Uh, is minimal when you look at a long-term return over the S&P right. 500. And we always use the 10-year rule. Uh, if you look at a 10-year rolling return in the S&P 500 going all the way back to 1926, which includes the Great Depression, our most mm-hmm. recent recent recession where we lost 52% in the market, mm-hmm. you include all those dates and we still have a 10-year return that's over 10%, 10.4%. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, the point is, though, the market does rise and fall. If you have adequate resources that you could easily pay the house off, why wouldn't you rather put them uh, in, invest them so that they could work for you, uh, especially if you had, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a nice cushion? Yeah. Uh, you, you should be able to make your wealth increase instead of worrying about paying off a house right. and now you don't yeah. have those uh, assets. You, you can attest to this. I mean, when you can, when you can beat that hurdle rate through a dividend – Right. Absolutely. You know, you don't even have to, because I, I know some of the pushback we would get from a client on this as well. I'd be taking on more risk, though. I don't want to subject those assets to more risk by putting it into a stock. Well, right. I'll use Procter & Gamble as an example because I know they've been around since the 1800s. They've never decreased their dividend even one time. 
if you were going to implement a strategy like this, those are the type of investments you would want to look at because those are going to be the more reliable when it comes to can I achieve regularly, consistently, and particularly over the long term that I don't think would be a problem because of those dividends that have been so consistent. Yeah, uh, we have a whole portfolio of those type stocks. Uh, the the uh, portfolio average dividend yield mm-hmm. is uh, around 3.5%. And uh, last year, I mean, you can't can't expect it out of it every year. But last <laughs> year, we made almost 20% in that particular yeah. portfolio. That it, you can look at it as a proxy. The Dow Jones U.S. Select Dividend Index. You see what that's done. Mm-hmm. You see its uh, its uh, yield dividend yield returns. Uh, they're over three percent. Sure. Well, but you know, again, I'm kind of I know I'm beating a dead horse, so to speak. But if if you were retired and you all of a sudden had a catastrophic event and your your money is all tied up in your home, that could be right. more risky than actually having the money outside. Yeah, yeah. as Jarrett's pointed out a couple of times now, we, expect, we, we uh, consider real estate as an illiquid asset. Mm-hmm. You can't immediately turn it into cash at every given instance. Yeah. Now, I hear people, you know, put their house upon the market and sell it in four days, but there's one over in um, West Cobb that I see. Uh, they've been trying to sell, I think it lists on uh, Zillow or one of those mm-hmm. over 200000 They They mm-hmm. can't sell it for 138 uh-huh. and, yeah. and they've tried on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, well, we need to wrap it up real quick. Uh, Jennifer's the market up or down this week? I'm going to say up. How about that? Gal yeah. after my own heart. After that 20000 i got to say it's going up from going here. Going up. Yeah, it, uh, it continued. Well, listen to us next week. We'll see who was right. Y'all take care. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.